Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Welcome everyone to the Walking Dead TV Podcast, episode 248. This is Russ, and joining with me tonight are Richard, the flu man, <laughs> Sheldon. I've got the plague. He'll be turning any minute, folks. Oh, no. I got my axe ready. <laughs> <laughs> and you have my bow. <laughs> Every time Carol came on screen, man. <laughs> the spirit of Legolas. Mr. Jim Dietz. Hey, everybody. Uh, we learned this week that Michonne hates violins. Yes. Loves violins. 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 And my fellow survivor of snowpocalypse on the northeast coast uh, this past week, Daryl Taylor. Yes. Uh, I don't blame her. I've been to one of those recitals. <laughs> I'll show that violin who's boss. Mm-hmm. That's right. So this is season nine, episode seven. Only one more to go, right? One more, one more till the yeah. break. Wow, that was quick. I know. Yeah, we'll have to figure out what to do. You know, I, I've been playing. So I have the Xbox Game Pass, and so because uh, I'm too cheap to buy brand new games uh, new normally, and I have always have a backlog. So I've been playing Dead Rising three. Speaking of zombies, mm. and. uh which I enjoy quite a bit. I actually like it better than the first two. Um, is that the one where you can make all the weird weapons? Yes. Like the, yes. Like the handheld lawnmower and stuff and the the, <laughs> the the staff with the chainsaws on each end? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah that was a fun game. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty. Yeah. My favorite is, of course, the sledgehammer with the skill saw on the other end. Um, yeah. That yeah. Was, that, that was a good, good one, too. Yeah. There's a lot of fun, cool weapons. Sometimes. So I was thinking, you know, we got the break coming up. We'll have two months off. We normally kind of go sort of on hiatus. Like we don't, we definitely don't go week to week um, uh-huh. over the over the eight week break. But I know uh, Jim, you and Aaron have been talking about if nothing, if nothing else, just doing the first couple episodes of that final season of the Telltale Game since sure. uh, since something's not coming out. But I was thinking maybe we do like a like a favorite zombie video game episode maybe or something we could talk about like dead That's rising cool. left for dead right um the zombie cool. modes on call of duty fallout 4 which uh daryl really reminded me of this week with his dog <laughs> <laughs> does resident evil count absolutely does resident evil oh, i used to play that favorite games yeah so i thought that might be kind of cool uh to, be, to talk about so let us know. Red, Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. So we might do something like that. Give us something to to talk about during the hiatus, so everybody doesn't totally totally forget about us till we come back for the back half of season nine. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about uh, this episode called Stradivarius, directed by Abraham yes. Michael Cudlitz. Michael Cudlitz, and, and his first. 
ever directing anything, and, and man, I, yeah. he did a good job. I thought yeah. he did a great job. Yeah, I really, yeah, really brought it. Yeah. yeah, I was watching the the Talking Dead. I, I didn't watch all of it, but I watched the first bit of it. And he was saying before he was on that show. Um, Oh, it's not Homeland. It's it's uh, Southland. Southland, yes. That uh, before it was canceled, he was set to direct an episode of the following season. And so, um, when he 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 said he talked to Gimple originally and was talking about his career and stuff like that, he he was real big on wanting to direct. So they were kind enough to let him come back and direct this episode, which I thought was 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 pretty cool. And for you know, I, the directing wasn't a a standout in this episode, but for a guy that's this is his first directorial his his not his first directorial debut. You only have one of those. Um, for it being <laughs> his directorial debut, I thought it was pretty good. Um, well, yeah. I, I watched all of Talking Dead, and I don't know. Just when like uh, Fogler was describing some of the way Cutlass was setting up shots, and then they were talk Cutlass was going over about how much of a pain that dog was, and was talking about. Um, how they got it to actually drop the, the zombie foot and stuff, and that I'm mean, mm-hmm. and into it, it's like not only was he a good director, but he had the patience of a saint. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it was interesting. I, I, I was reading an interview with Cudlitz on Insider, and uh, he was saying the whole open uh, the whole opening of this episode. Uh, he was very inspired by Blair Witch Project. Yeah, oh, sure, like he had sure. the he had the small camera like attached it. to uh, Christian Serrato's plays Rosita because mm-hmm. he wanted to look very personal to her character because she's on the verge of passing out and stuff. And um, also, I wanted to mention there have been commercials I've seen lately with uh, Eugene and yeah. Michael Cudlitz for some mobile game, and they're pretty hilarious. They are hilarious. But I don't also- know if the game is any good, but the. Yeah, the game is any good, but the uh, commercials are funny. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Blair Witch thing, he brought that up on Talking Dead last night too. And what he said was that opening sequence with with uh, Serato's um, that basically, you know, on the page he was like, "This isn't all that great, but we'll see what we can do with it." So he just let the camera guy and the second all these people just kind of just do what they want, and they shot like three, four minutes, and then they just sat cutting and editing it down to the. 40, 50 seconds that we saw in the cold open. Um, again, sounding very much like a director in the way he was describing that. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, so like we talked about, the episode opens with Rosita running from her encounter from the last episode. She's by herself, so she's not, so her and Eugene at this point are separated. And as we, and as we we'll hear see, a lot of whispering. A lot of, yes, a lot of whispering. Um, mm-hmm. so say, I won't say anything more about that. But yeah. we hear a lot of friends. Oh, what it is. <laughs> um, but ultimately, she passes out, um, and then we go to the to the to the opening credits. So we a real short cold open this week, um, and then we went into to commercial break. Um, and after we come back, we get Daryl, Carol, and Henry, um, and we find that Daryl has a dog. Named, named dog. Dog. Yes. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I knew a um, a line cook when I lived in San Francisco who was um, Turkish, and he also had a dog named Dog. When I was in junior high, I had a parakeet named Bird. So then we cut to Michonne and and the newbies uh, as they're they're kind of going along their way, and it, I, I thought the one thing I thought that was interesting about this episode is how they. How the new—I'll call them the newbies, Luke and and Magna and and her crew—how they were able to kind of open up 
and through kind of Michonne listening to them and also in their interactions and also through kind of the story that we'll get to later, how, how she kind of has this change of heart. Um, and Sadiq kind of prom- prodding her along too, I thought was, was interesting. And, and again, it felt, it felt natural. It didn't feel like it was, it was forced. And even in the end, uh, I know we're kind of, kind of jumping ahead, but one of the things, again, I'll appreciate with this is they're sticking to their guns. Like it, I think it would be really cliched and kind of the TV trope for her to, to, you know, for them to go through some of this and have her go, okay, I guess I'll let you guys in. And then they all go back to Alexandria. Right. You know? And so I thought that's what they were going to do. And then I was like, please don't do that. And they didn't. Yeah. So I, I think given the fact that it shows that Michonne can open up and grow and realize that maybe she made a mistake, but at the same time, stick to her guns, you know, because, you know, she's, she's trying, part of it's trying to save face. Part of it, I think is, mm-hmm. you know, they have rules and they have their way of doing things. And, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't want to kind of going back on that, you know, would cause, um, you know, people to question it and, and question her leadership. And, you know, you don't want somebody wishy-washy, you know, if you make a decision, you make a decision. All right. Um, we cut to the hilltop, speaking of which, and it's, it's thriving. Uh, and I thought it was a really cool how they took us in, and we'll kind of see it at the at the end. I want to talk. I want to talk about when we get to the end. I, I have. A, I think I have a lot to say about the ending of this episode. But, um, Me too. but I, I like how that the fact that the hilltop is thriving. You know, we see the crops. You know, they're planting crops. They're growing crops. They've got the buildings up. We kind of saw a little bit of a hint of this earlier, but but we got this really cool shot of them. You know, coming into the open on it. Um, Can I say this was the most meta moment when they opened up on Jesus listening to the Jesus and Mary King? On a Victrola. It was awesome. With him in charge now, who else better than to feed the masses than Jesus? (laughs) I just thought it was funny they chose Jesus and Mary Chain for the music. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was super, super uh, meta. (laughs) Um, They they talk about Maggie being away. I think, I think it's pretty. At this point, it was pretty obvious to me that Maggie went with Georgie, and later in the episode, obviously, we get the confirmation. But uh, it, from a storytelling perspective, it made the most sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but did they really? I mean, and yes, you're right; it made the most sense. But did did they really learn enough about Georgie and her groups? From well, I guess it's been six years. Never mind. So. Yeah, we don't know how long. Maggie, I, I get the impression that Maggie hasn't been gone for a long time that maybe she's been gone i don't know maybe six months or so what do you i mean is that what you guys kind of thought that she's been a year at the yeah. most well, i well, thought it was well i mean Mich- re-elected so and michonne didn't know that she had been gone right i mean that was the real telling thing was that you know i mean they're in they're in contact with each other but michonne hadn't known and she was gone so i didn't think she'd been gone for very long yeah, it wasn't long, and it it was long enough to start worrying that she's not coming back, but not long enough that he could give up hope. He's still thinking she's she's she'll come right because he does not like being leader. No, right? Yeah, it's more like he got voluntold. Yes, exactly. Well, he's one of those people that it, it's a it's a curse, but he hates leadership, but he can't stand to see in uh, injustice. Right? Yeah. So. He's always forced to act. And I like that they gave Tara something. Uh, they're starting to expand on her character. You know, we got more than, 
she, she sounds like she's matured in these last six years. You know, normally she just kind of has these. Mm. I, I don't know. Her attitude is just kind of flippant, or she just has kind of these throwaway lines or whatever. And and I didn't even recognize her. I didn't even really care. I didn't. I mean, I don't know what it is with her character, but I've just never really connected very much with it. And uh, she, I don't know. I just. I, I thought she served a good purpose in the scenes with Jesus this episode, but I, I could take or leave Tara, really. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm I glad like they're finally doing something mm-hmm. with her. I mean, that she's you know she's got her notepad. She's she's kind of got her job to do. It sounds like she's helping out in the infirmary, which they showed Enid. She's invested. Yeah, yeah. She's actually invested, and she's someone who you knew from before never invested in anything fully. Right. Yeah. She's even on the fence up to like sort uh, the Lakeshore people and stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, exactly. Character interesting. I don't know. Her character just other than when we first got a hold of her with the governor and stuff, her character just really hasn't done it for me. Yeah, I think it's just I don't know. I, I I'm like I said, I'm glad they're doing something with her other than uh, what they have been doing, and so I, I think that's a I think that's one of the good things about this show over the season in my opinion, is is some of these characters that have been kind of, I don't know if sidelines the right word or mm-hmm. if they just they haven't given them as much, haven't made them live up to their potential. You know, we kind of saw that with Michonne for a long time. You know, the first couple few seasons Michonne was on the, on the show, she didn't really speak that much. She didn't really say that much. She wasn't really kind of involved in it. And over the last couple seasons, we've seen her grow. And now it sounds like we're going to see the same thing with Daryl and we're going to see the same thing with Tara and... Hopefully it sounds like, you know, Enid. Uh, so some of these other characters I think that we've maybe been harsh on in the past, it sounds like that that uh, that they're kind of learning and realizing that, you know, this is who they got going forward. They, they need to shore up the cast. So I hope so, because when I look, when I see your Terrence, I just about last season when all she was, can I kill him now? Can I kill him now? I want to kill him now. And then she has the chance to, and then she doesn't. I don't know. I just, her character's a wet noodle. Yeah. Grumpy Gus. <laughs> but yeah, so she's you know she's got her list of stuff that she wants to sit. It's almost like she's the uh, I don't know what you would call it, like the chief of staff or. Uh, I, that's exactly I think is what she is. Yeah, she's, she's his number. She's the the head person's number two, yeah. the one that just takes right. care of the day to day. They make sure that whatever's deci- whatever the. The president decides, a leader decides upon, she gets it, she makes sure it gets done. She's like the city and, manager in a, in a, like a yeah, local government. Yeah. You know, she's the one exactly. that's actually kind of getting stuff done. Uh, and yeah. brings all the stuff to, to Jesus. And he's just like, uh, you know, I just, and Jesus just wants to be, Jesus just wants to be free, man. Like he just, Jesus don't want to take the wheel. <laughs> no, <laughs> he wants to kind of roam around and just <laughs> he wants to hang out, man. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so I thought. Did you kind of give the vibe there was something going on between Jesus and Aaron? Yeah, yeah I, I thought I, I, they were leading yeah. to last. Uh, that's what I thought they were leading to. That they were to you know that they were going to work were toward couple, being yeah. together before all this craziness happened. Yeah, yeah. So it seemed like they kept that. I mean, they can't really have a relationship like they would want to because you know he has to hide and right. You know, meet each other, but you you could tell though. I mean, the, now the, now Aaron's a, now Aaron's the Terminator. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's got the Terminator arm. 
Have no, you seen that? Uh, I, I, somebody posted it in the Facebook group. I, I, Rick? I apologize. I forget who it was. Of the picture of Rick from the comics. In, it is him. Yeah, yeah. With the short hair, the long beard, the missing arm, and then and then it's a, par- a picture of Aaron. So it's almost like uh, like Aaron's kind of taking that spot. I thought that was pretty he cool. He's the comic book Rick. Yes, yes. Hmm. Um, yeah, so Jesus... Uh, Terry even says, well, you've been reelected. She hands him the piece of paper that has the tally marks on it. And he's like, well, it's easy to get reelected when nobody runs against you. So, uh, <laughs> again, it kind of speaks to what the people think of him, right? You know, that he's – Maggie's gone. She kind of appointed him as her successor. And then the people have, have kind of confirmed that. But, but again, it just kind of shows like they, you know, they have their faith. They have their faith in Jesus. Boy, that's never going to get old. That's never no, going to get old. No, it can't. Thought it already did, but go ahead. <laughs> he's banked the hill. Touche, sir. Uh, yeah, so he's kind of dealing with the nonsense and not not really liking it. Uh, we cut back to Daryl and Henry and Carol, and uh, so Daryl's talking to Carol, and so it t- it turns out that so I thought based on last episode that Carol was really meaning to take Henry to go train with Daryl. And it's not the case. Like she's nope. doing her Carol thing of worrying about Daryl, wanting him to kind of rejoin the group because it sounds like at least for some time now he's kind of been doing his own thing and he's out out in the woods. And she even confronts him later about the fact that he was – if he was still looking for Rick. And, uh, and it's kind of cool because Daryl kind of chokes up a little bit and says like – you know, they never found a body. You know, we all these years we never we never found a body. We never found him anywhere. No. Um, but but anyway, it turns out that you know, Carol would she truly is taking Henry to Hilltop so he can go apprentice with the blacksmith. Um, and this detour was meant to try and kind of bring him back into the world. But she's she's so clever and so de- she's so devious, but not in a ne- not in an evil way. Right. Um, and so clever and, and yeah, and just what she does with. Knowing how Henry's going to interact with Daryl and what goes on and how she's kind of like that, – that conversation, we'll get to it later, but where they both wake up and they talk about how each other slept and they're both uh-huh. full of crap. And it's just like – it was just a great moment. Mama Mama Carol knows. Yes, yes. It's best for her children. Um, I, love her, I love her hair. Yes, yes. Um, so we cut back to the caravan. I, I call them the new crew. Uh, or the newbies, uh, but Luke and, and Magna and those guys. And they come across their kind of, I guess it was their camp or their, you know, the kind of place they had set up shop um, before. And it looks like their their cargo container has been turned over. All their stuff is, is flop, you know, laying around everywhere. There, there's uh, zombies lying underneath the container. Um, That's, I was a little confused. So it was turned over because I was like, how did the cargo container end up on Walker's? Those things are light. That's all I'm saying. Well, they said something about, you know, I, th- I think we, th- well, no, it can't be the same storm because the time frame doesn't, doesn't match. No. But, yeah. Um, but it sounds like there was some kind of storm that blew through and I guess maybe uh, a tornado or something that, that might've done that. The thing that bugged me was that, I mean, Daryl's been out here hunting for Rick's body for six years or whatever it's been. Uh, I don't think I mean, that's the only thing he's been no, doing. No, I, I, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it just, you know, like, I know if, because we don't know for sure, he might have been in part of the altercations that have happened. Yeah, I'm thinking he got in between something with Eggy and uh, Michonne. Whatever yeah. this 
the Michonne bad blood thing is. I mm-hmm. think Daryl was a, a, a just a casualty of that. Yeah, I mean, we'll yeah, and we'll get to that in a, in a little bit to talk about Daryl, but. Um, but hey, Norman Reedus actually got more than three or four lines this episode. Yeah, so. he sure did. Um, but one of the things that they find all their weapons, and Michonne still won't let them have their weapons, and even even Sadiq kind of questions her um, because of you yeah. know where they're at and what's going on, and Michonne's just like no, um, even though she kind of listened into their conversation on the on the way there and was you know hearing how they talked about. Losing, um, I, f- I forget his name, but they're the the other guy in their group with the Paisley sh- Chekhov's Paisley shirt. Um, <laughs> that that's his name, like Bo or something like that. Something I don't know, something like that. Um, but they, you know, they talk about him and how the rest of the group interacted and mm. and everything else. And I, you know, again, it was kind of meant for uh, for Michonne to kind of get a feeling of them. You know, she has her own family and how. And I'm sure part of it is she's thinking back to how they were all separate people at one point and they came together and, and, you know, eventually became a true family. And now she's seeing these people together and and the way they act or the way they react to losing one of their own and, uh, and everything else. I think it, it, it kind of helped. And so the fact that they get to where they're going and Michonne still doesn't trust them enough to give them their weapons, um, is is again still kind of and I, again I think this is kind of Michonne. Um, Bernie, I don't. The guy's name is Bernie. Bernie, yes. I don't know if she's well, something. Tra- I want something. I wanted to ask about. Didn't she say that she was going to introduce him to Maggie? Uh, or did she just say she? I thought no. sure. Like last episode, she was going to say she had said something about taking them to Maggie or whatever. But in this one, she just kind of drops him off like and tells Sadiq DJ to take him the rest of the way. No, I, I think she said that. She'll take him to Hilltop. Yeah, I think take, she, she said knew she of a, would. She didn't oh, okay. mention the name. She said she knew of a place yeah. where they could go and they'd be that safe. Like here, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 She might have implied she would take. She did. She did that yeah. parent thing where she implied. Right. Yeah. I watched the last fifteen minutes of last week's right before this week started, and I, I, yeah, I think she just says taking you to a place like this that is safe. If the and the. She mentions a leader, but I don't think she says Maggie by name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because, I mean, she doesn't know Maggie's left. Right. 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 She doesn't right. know that. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out Sadiq and everybody else. Has been- but I think she had no intention of taking him, taking them all the way to Maggie. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Already. I think she had already. That's my mistake. Uh, but the group is kind of split over the whole weapons thing. Because she's like, Look, you want your weapons back? That's fine. You're on your own. We'll see you later. We're going to head back home, and you guys can fend for yourselves. But if you want us to take you to Hilltop, and it it makes some sense from Michonne's perspective too, because you know she said, "I can't deliver you with all your weapons to these people that I'm. I'm. We're basically going to vouch for you and say right. that you you're okay to be here. You should take these people in, and then also give you your weapons. And and if something goes bad, then that's more whatever strain they have with the hilltop that would just kind of add fuel to the fire kind of situation. So but they, they could have agreed to give them back once they got there because you're going through you know zombie country. Yeah, but once you Let, give once you give somebody their weapons, it's a little tough to take them back. It is true without well, having to fight. Well, and kill them. I, I don't know. I just thought. I mean, I get from her perspective why she was that way to a point, but at the same time, 
I don't know. I thought it was just a bit of a dickish move. Yeah. Especially later, whenever they were under attack, and she's they're like weapons, 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 and she's no. It's like, come on, man. It got annoying, but we. But she but, changed her tune. Right, she changed her tune, but there had, I mean, there had to been a lot that have happened that's that's happened yeah. over those years. Yeah. For her to feel that way, and I you hope know. they fill in some of those blanks next week too. I mean, I'm fine with keeping some mystery going into the second half after the hiatus, but give us a little bit of a clue, a hint as to what happened. I'm hoping. I think that's going to be the key to the next half season. I don't think we're going to get that in the finale. Yeah, it's one episode. If anything, we might get an extra clue. That's what, just give us some hint as to what happened. We know it was bad. We know that it, Maggie and Michonne are not mm-hmm. on speaking terms. And for some reason now, Maggie or uh, Michonne and Daryl have X scars. I don't know what that is. So, yeah. But it's not even it's not even just the Hilltop and Alexandria. It's all of them. Like no, they're, they're all right. kind of in their own little corner, not really interacting much with each other. So, yeah, they all separated. You got the kingdom wanting to have this fair thing. Um, and, you know, just because Michonne is saying no they could still have a fair well no they uh, that's gonna happen i mean yeah they're i mean yeah, the king is gonna do they it. mentioned it too many times yeah whether they're, whether they're, anybody else shows up i don't think the king really cares no but they mentioned it i mean they, they you they mentioned it enough that it's like uh-oh do you think that'll be next season or do you think it'll be next episode i think it'll be next season <laughs> yeah but you know nothing good is gonna come of it and part of it is i <laughs> I kind of saw the like next on the Walking Dead thing, and given what they're, uh, I, I think I think the thing that we've all been they've been they've been whispering about, uh, pun intended, is is kind of going to come to a head in the next episode. So I don't think there'll be any time for <clears throat> for the other the other bits. There was something in this episode for a minute I thought they were going to do from in the comics, and they didn't, so I'm glad. But um, it's right where I've left off reading, so I need to catch up. <laughs> yeah, I definitely need to catch mm-hmm. up. Um, so we cut back, and this is where we get the scene with uh, with Jesus and Aaron, where he's on the horse, and he gets jumped, and they kind of you know do their, uh, their, their play, I guess, not really play fighting. I mean, they're training with each other. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a cool scene. But it's fun. But it, it, it was, yeah. But it was fun training. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they talk about the fair, and they talk about Michonne, and you mm-hmm. know how they're they're both sides are just trying to, you know, it, it. You know, part of it is they're trying to get. Jesus is trying to work with Aaron to see if he can maybe work on Michonne and kind of bring her around to opening back up again. And I like how they that's their way of keeping. Um, in contact with each other, like they've been doing that the whole time. So there's not that there's not going to be the thing of I don't know anything that's going on in that town, and you know, like they don't know they're not that separated. They're at least someone who they know at least things about what's going on in the other towns. Yeah, little little things here and there. Speaking of communication, going back to the Terra and Jesus scene. Um, I wonder how the uh, Walking Dead postal system works. If he's been getting letters from Maggie, we said the twins brought them. So well, that's who? Georgie's. That's Georgie's. Those two girls that were with Georgie, right? They're twins. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. 
Because I'm like, yeah, you know, how does that work? Because <laughs> they act like they don't know where she's at, but they got to have some kind of idea if, if she's in. Well, she's keeping contact with, yeah, she's keeping contact with one or two, with, yeah, they, with they mentioned people it. in particular. Yeah, they mention it later. Um, I'll, we'll, get, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, so as they're, they're doing their training, they're having their conversation, all of a sudden they see the flare go off, and they, they head towards it, and they find Rosita, and she's she's ba- she's practically passed out. Um, mm-hmm. And then they get her and take her back to the hilltop. Um, Daryl, so then we cut back to Daryl, Carol, and Henry at their camp. Uh, and Daryl's cooking the snake that he caught on the tree. Oh, wait a minute. Did, did we see the thing where when they pick her up, um, there's a moment when one of the newbies senses something? Oh but yes, the, she's, but then the, she just says, "For you know, the never depth, mind. right?" You're talking about when she's staring. Yeah, off she woods. she she senses that there's someone. I there. that so many times. I'm like, is there something we're supposed to be seeing? Somewhere? Yeah, there is someone there. I do. Yeah. I could tell there's someone there, but it's 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 that point in the horror, you know, in the in the in the movie where they go, you think, nah, it couldn't be. It's nothing. It's always something though. But Rosita also tells him that that uh, Eugene is still out there. He was in a shack, and she wants to go back for him. And uh, and Aaron's ready to go. And Jesus says, "No, we need to get her back. It's getting ready to get to be dark, and that Eugene's just whatever shack he's in, he's in, he's just going to have to hope that it it holds up uh, because it's just too dangerous to to go to try and go that way at night. Uh, so they mm-hmm. they give her back to the hilltop. Um, but yeah. So they, they back at the camp, Daryl is cooking his snake and makes some sort of <laughs> stew, I guess, or some uh, some uh, some snake snake soup. Snake there, soup, yeah, snake, snake 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 soup. Say that three times. Yeah, right? no. <laughs> uh, How about I don't want it. Snake soup. Snake soup. I don't. I don't want oh, it. Oh, rattlesnake's pretty tasty. I've had that. It no. is. I like rattlesnake. It no. Is. No. <laughs> I mean, they'll put some pasta eel, in there. Eel, eel is delicious. Put some pasta in there, Daryl. Uh, I will keep my pasta for the meatballs. We run out of beef. Yeah, we run out of cows, then, then I riot. Uh, and then Carol gives Daryl a haircut, which I thought was hilarious because I thought, oh, they're gonna yeah. she just kind of like cuts it out of his face and then leaves the rest <laughs> of it. I was like, worst haircut ever. Uh, worst. And then, of course, he's, we see he's got this, this scar over his eye, and Henry asks about it. Uh, so, again, more more mystery. Mm-hmm. He's seen some shit. Um, yeah, and this is where they have the conversation about him looking for, for Rick, um, which we've, we've kind yeah. of already talked about. So, yeah, I get the impression that he hasn't been literally for six years nonstop looking for him. I just get the... The, I get the feeling that when he goes out to do his thing, that's like a right. secondary uh, objective for him. Like it's in the back of his mind yep. that he's yep. going to use whatever excuse he can to kind of go out and 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 hunt and search and everything as an excuse to have walkers. him look for Rick too. Yeah, he's like always looking. You know, is, it, is that his body? Is he? Is he there? So then we cut back to the to the crew to the newbies and they found shelter and everyone's asleep and Michonne hears some noise and she grabs her sword she starts walking she sees Luke with his back turned 
and he has something in his hand. She tells him to drop it, and he's like, I can't. And she's like, drop it. Why wouldn't he just say, I have a, I'm holding a priceless violin? So dumb. You yeah. j- just say, I have, yeah, just say that. Or anything, really. <laughs> instead of just being quiet, instead of just saying, I can't, like, what is, oh my God, that was, that was a very dumb, very dumb yes. moment. And of course, but yet entertaining when she chops that violin in half. Oh, for yeah. sure. So, of course, I keep hearing about there are too many violins on TV. <laughs> So tired of this gratuitous violins on TV. You gotta get them out of here. Those violins are, are proper. Now, if we had a sax, it'd be all over. Oh man, get it. Oh, everybody's fine with the violins, but it put some sax on there. Oh, that's a bridge. That's a bridge HBO. too far. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 it strikes uh, a sour chord. Okay. As everyone turns stop. off their podcasts. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> for stop. The final time. It's done. It's done. Um, we do in the Walking Dead TV podcast musical episode? <laughs> Not as long uh, as I'm on never. the show. <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> It'll be the last episode. We can get Joss Whedon to direct. Come on. Yeah, okay. Good luck, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> you will work that out. You work that out. Uh, so Henry, so we cut back to Daryl and crew. It's, it's again, night for them. Uh, Daryl's out. He hears the dog kind of going crazy and uh, goes to, to check in on him. Henry follows him and he sees that the, so the Daryl's laid all these traps out and we'll find later that the traps aren't mm. for animals, that the traps are mm-hmm. for the walkers. And then the dog alerts him when, when one's coming. And so this time the dog has got caught in the trap and the walker, as well as some walkers and, and they're vastly approaching the dog. And so Daryl is going to free the dog. Um, and Henry goes and, and Daryl tells Henry, stay there. Like, don't, don't mm-hmm. follow him. And he actually stay, he actually stays, um, up until it's, it's crucial. I mean, when he does move, right. it's smart, right? He actually listened, um, as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, when the, when the boy was younger and he was told to do something and he did the exact opposite as, oh, you, or like last yesterday yeah. when he did something stupid well, true, and true. ran down the. Or like Carl, or like Carl when he business. always did something stupid. Oh, Carl, him. he never listened to anybody. Do you feel like Henry is the new Carl? Yes. Mm, yeah. He's even trying to move in on Enid when they get to Hilltop. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it like uh, I'm taller, right, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had thought that maybe during the hiatus, you know, between seasons and stuff, that actor had, you know, just grew a little bit and stuff. I didn't realize till the talking dead that that's his older brother playing the same character. I didn't realize that. I noticed they looked similar. So that's interesting. It's his older. Yeah. Brother. I didn't notice cool. it either. Till you just said they, that. I didn't even put that said, together. Uh, well, they brought Sophia on the couch too, towards the end of talking dead. And she uh-huh. looked different. She's like 1920 now. Um, but, uh, that's funny. That's Cudless's daughter. I totally forgot that that was Cudless's daughter. I didn't realize that. Who was the one that played Sophia? Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Hardwick said that even said that in the open. That yeah, that that, that that's why she was there. That. Oh, I guess I missed that. Um but uh yeah, they his hair was a little darker so they had to dye his hair a little blonder and stuff, but yeah, it's 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 his older brother. So now there's been three of that family on the show. That's pretty cool. Oh. I guess if you count cudlets, I guess they all got some walking dead checks. 
She's on some uh, show called Bosch or something now. Oh, Madison Lynch. Oh, that's Lentz. the yeah. Ad- Amazon show. Yeah. It was based on the uh, crime books. I didn't, I didn't watch it because the main character guy, I don't like that actor. He's uh, just been released for, or renewed for a sixth season, actually. Yeah, a long it's a good long show. Amazon, Amazon show. Yeah. She's actually pretty yeah. good in it. I like that show. She's a good oh, show. I guess. I guess it's not. Yeah, why did I say Cudless's daughter? It's not Cudless's daughter. It's it's the yeah. You're right. It's the sister. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah. Like, but that would yeah. be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I believed you. I didn't know. Yeah. Either way, <clears throat> I I totally read that wrong. Okay. Um. So yeah. So when all the shenanigans is going on, so Daryl ends up getting caught trying to save the dog. Uh, the walker pulls his own foot out of the out of the noose, and then Henry comes in at the last minute and. And gets his pole up under him, mm-hmm. and then Daryl stabs him in the head. So again, it was cool. Like he told him to stay, and he and he actually did. But when the chips were down and and it needed to happen, like he he jumped in smartly. So, well, what did his mom say? I mean, you know, don't be so quick to act. Yeah. Think before you you jump, and he did for once. Yeah, it's starting to sink in. And then of course they walk away. And we see Carol behind the tree in the background, mm-hmm. with the bow ready. So she would have, she would have taken. Care she would have took care of business. She know she would. Mama's there. Mama would have took care of business. Uh, and I, I just thought that was that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would, I would watch that Star Wars movie. <laughs> Carol is the master. She has her little Star Wars, her little Jedi children. Yes. All learning to kill and fight and take care of business. Uh, so the, the the next morning, um, they 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 get up and uh, they the, this is when they had they kind of have that that conversation the next morning about it, like you know well, how'd you sleep and and Daryl asks her, her how she slept and she's like oh yeah I slept great <laughs> like it was just like mm-hmm. way over exaggerated like I slept great mm-hmm. and then she she asks Daryl and it's such an un like a non like an un-Daryl response, and he's like, oh, me too. I slept great. Like, it was it was great. And I'm just like, that, right. that is the most fake thing like he's ever said. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So it was it was just really funny. But again, and she kind of has that look on her face, like the the like the like grin, uh, where it's like, my plan is working. Yes. It's, it's all coming together nicely. And so, of course, he says, you know, hey, are you guys ready? So... He's he's going at least going back with them to you know I'm sure in his mind to, to make sure they get to the hilltop but it sounds like yeah but Carol does better yeah yeah so Carol's Carol's uh, devious plan has worked uh, which, which I thought <laughs> was really cool but even but Henry even even tells Daryl he's like uh, they they have that talk where he says you mm-hmm. know my mom really misses you like she she worries about you she cares about you and not in a like a yeah. weird like relationship kind of way more in a no. like like you know hey you guys have been through a lot you've known each other you know yeah. in this you know given how much crap they've all been through for a long time like you know she she just wants she she wants the best for you and she wants to make sure you're okay and not just kind of they have that they have that brother sister relationship yeah. it's, it's like the sister who raised you almost it's not like a mother but it's like a Assist, it's like an older sibling who almost had to raise you to adulthood, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And it's it's a relationship that the 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 you know like nobody the king doesn't get mad about it. It's that you don't get that vibe where you 
It's not nothing like that. There's nothing nothing like a romantic yeah, vibe. Yeah, and, I, and their relationship, I mean, is really like built up and grown over the seasons too. It's not mm-hmm. just something that happened overnight. It's been no, really, yeah, right. probably one of the best written relationships on the show. Yeah. And he's seen it. I mean, he's you know he's seen them. You know, when he was a boy. Oh, sure, sure. When he was a young kid, so he's seen their relationships. So he knows. I mean, it's like that's Uncle, you know, Daryl. It's you know, well, it just it could have easily been almost. cliche, right? Like, of course, the two of them, yeah, you know. Have. Go together, and then they start, you know, you know, having a relation, mm-hmm. you know, a romantic relationship, and so I, I, I really credit the show with just keeping them friendly with each other, you know, keeping them I'm, very close and having a love for each other, but not, not getting it's romantic about this, it. Uh, it. Yeah, they don't always every 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 uh, man and woman friendship doesn't have to turn into we've loved each other all along. Yes. It doesn't always have to be that way. You know, real life is different. <laughs> it's not. Not always the case, but this is too where we see the scars scars on Daryl's back, like where he has the, yeah. the the X in the same spot that Michonne does, as well mm-hmm. as well as a bunch of other scars. So obviously something, like I said, something something happened, something big. Would it have been weird if they did cutbacks? Then I'd, I'd see people, you know, I'd see. I know uh, uh, some of the fans uh, want uh, are kind of feeling out of it because they're not getting answers yet, right? Yeah. That would it be better? I don't know. I'm like, patient. What I, I I'm patient too. But I, I mean, would like it more clues? Just would it be bad if they did things like he thought about it and then there was like a you know like some films do like a cutback. Sure, sure. And you see something like a war or maybe a fight or whatever it is, like something leading up, you know, something. Oh, that doesn't give you the whole story, showing. but shows that he was right or something. It was something horrible. I it was, was something very horrible. See some flashbacks or something, which I would be okay with. Just as long as the only not- thing with that is if everybody did it, if they did it for every character, it. I don't know if that would come off not as well. Ca- not every with one or two characters. I could it, it'd be something. Like I mean, Sean and Daryl, maybe yeah. to have them do that. I don't know. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah. Uh, so we cut back to the crew, the the new crew, and this is where Luke has this conversation of, again, kind of trying to. I don't think intentionally endear himself to Michonne, but Michonne, I think, starting to get it more. At, at this mm-hmm. point, where he talks about the fact that the violin was a Stradivarius and. You know, it was old, and they talk about how they're you know picking up these musical instruments, and you know he talks about civilization, and you know how they found this forty thousand year old civilization and found a flute, and you know he he, he talks about uh, you know just evolution and people coming together in a community, and you know and sharing their experiences, and it was like a that very, was her six years ago. Remember that conversation she had with. Um... The the some the similar conversation she had with uh, with Rick, remember when she was yeah. talking about how we have to come together, we have to you know you should have laws and we should you know all the it was a very Carl it was almost like that I'm sorry we had to come what come together okay we missed the come together before but you know <laughs> we were in a good conversation um, but yeah it, it feels like all the stuff that she it's it I wondered if. Become of, some of it seemed like it was the exact thing she had said to people, uh, even the Maggie and stuff like prior to. So I, went, I, I was almost wondering if they were doing something where they were like, let's put that back out there 
you know, kind of kind of remind her by having the new people say those things too, and she kind of like gets hit in the face with that used to be us. You know, we used to be that way. Yeah, and I I so, also kind of got flashes of Carl. Uh, to it too, you know. I mean, that was whole Carl, Carl's whole thing is, you know, all getting along, you know, keeping community, you know, doing all this. Um, I, I, I kind of got that, that out of it too. But again, but again, it was, it was kind of, um, bringing her around. I think, I think she's starting to see it more that these people aren't evil and that they're not bad people. That, uh, that they seem to be a, a, a smaller family. Like you know what, you know, closer to what. Rick and his crew were probably after after the whole fiasco at the prison and everything when they were a smaller, tighter group. So they they do this, then they get ready to, to start heading out, and that's when they hear like they start to uh, I forget which which character it is. She she the 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 one the female that's uh, that's uh, de- is it Connie? The, she's the one that's deaf. Mm, I think yeah. yeah. She kind of hear you know it's like they can feel it. You know, she kind of puts her hand mm-hmm. down, and Michonne is is having her conversation. This is when Sadiq tells her, like, "Hey, Maggie, you know, uh, Maggie's not there. Like, Maggie's Maggie's gone, and they're they're about to get in the middle of that conversation, and then mm-hmm. the walkers all start coming in, and all hell starts breaking loose, and everything is really chaotic. And uh, at first, Michonne still doesn't want to give them their weapons, and as no. as things get crazy, that's when she yells to DJ. She says, "DJ, weapons." Uh, and he mm-hmm. opens the bag and they take him. And this is a really cool scene. DJ, drop that beat. Yeah. Uh, so we we see that um, uh, Yumiko has the has the crossbow, uh, mm-hmm. and, or a, a bow and arrow, not not a crossbow. She has she has a bow and arrow, and uh, I like that the the other two have the slingshots, which I thought that was the- Bart, Bart Simpson would be proud. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can say that through and through slingshot was awesome right through that head. Yes. Yeah. Four point. Uh, but Ma- uh, but Magna didn't uh, skip a beat. Like she just, she was like, okay, fine. If you're not giving me my weapons, she picks up this brick and starts going to yep. town on. Cause she's warrior. Yes. yes. I warrior. Um, so yeah, so it was just this cool scene and, uh, you know they're trying because they're coming from two fronts. Like the walkers are coming from them, and they're going towards the horses mm. in the in the the car- the makeshift carriage they have. And so Yumiko at one point lines up her shot, and instead of kind of hitting and picking off each of the walkers, she hits the support out from under this lean to that was there and traps the walkers behind there, which I thought was really cool. Um, it was an awesome shot. Yeah, yeah. It also shows that they worked that the new group has been together a long time yeah. because she already. Spike was throwing out commands, but also under. It's funny because she threw out commands, but it was also it was, but it was more of cover Michonne. Yeah, you know, like she's really in command, but we're gonna, you know, we're, we're gonna do our what we need to do to cover her to make sure she gets does what needs doing. And they got to split up kind of and thing. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it was a cool. It was a cool, and again, a proving moment for them, right? Because you know, this is mm-hmm. where isn't this, isn't this when they run into Captain Paisley again? Uh, yes. Yeah, with the guts okay. out. And yeah, and so that was a yeah. cool scene. So as it's all kind of calming down, and Michonne says, "These were the same walkers that attacked you earlier," and and 
and Magna, you know, says, how do you know? And they mm-hmm. turn and that's, that's when they see, uh, I, I Bernie. Bernie, um, in his Paisley shirt. And, and this was cool. Cause again, it shows, you know, normally Michonne just, you know, you know, off goes the head, right? You know, she just lops the head off and she, right. you know, knew that this guy meant something to these people, especially after the story, uh, you know, that on the way up there and she takes the sword and she comes up behind him and she grabs him and she just, you know, real gently just, you know, kind of hits him in the back and then lays him down, you know, and, and mm-hmm. they don't have time to bury him or anything or really kind of say no. anything. But again, it kind of shows that they're starting to get a little respect going both ways, right? You know, they they've they've kind of reluctantly honored Michonne's wishes and kind of went by what she said, even though they there's been some friction. But at the same point, I think that was Michonne saying, "Okay, you guys just kind of proved yourself out, so you know I'm going to show you some respect too." I, I don't know. I just I just thought it was really well done the way it was. You know, like I said, it's, not, it's simple. You know, subtle, but. Well, she's been there before. Like, they've been through everything she's seen. You know, Michonne has seen her group has been there. You know, they, they've been through all these things. You know, losing important people in your group and, you know, she can't, but she has to remember. It's like it's like looking back at, a, at, a, at old videos of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like when you see when you see what they're going through, like she knows that stage of the group where you've all like you've been on the road, you've been on the run so long together where you just have that rapport with each other, even though you're so different. Um, You know, that kind of that kind of living living on the, you know, it's like you look back and you go, wow, that was us. Remember us back in the day? <laughs> we yeah. were a lot younger and. Uh, what we had to go through, like Michonne lived in civilization for quite a bit now, you know, some a stable uh, uh, civilization, you know, day to day. You forget about that, you know how how you know fortunate that is. Until you see someone who doesn't have yeah. that, you know, who's pillar of the post, and it, it like these looks that Michonne gives, and I, the you know, and she she's great at this. The facial expressions without having to say anything. There's just looks of remembrance that she has, and she has to be thinking to herself, you know, like missing Rick especially. Oh sure, because you remember those times, you know, even though they were horrible times, but they were still. There's still something about that, though, you know, even even in those horrible times. I'd see I see. Uh, friends of mine in the military where they think about some of the stuff that happened back, you know, when, when they were going through stuff, it's hard. It could be horrible times, but there's still those moments of, of where their unit became a family because they've been through so much. It's kind of like that. It's like, there's good moments in, in the horror and the bad things that have happened. There's also those, those good moments. So it's like with Michonne to be walking, it's almost like it's preparing Michonne to kind of not be so hard towards, you know, Maggie and and whatever has happened with them because something had something big really happened. But it's almost like we're going to give you a little bit of a um, an emotional uh, kick to remember that it wasn't all before it all went to shit with you, you know, the relationships how it was before they got to that point, you know, what you all went through together as a group. 
you know, you did form friendships. You did, you know, you did save each other's lives over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Those bonds, you can't, you can't just throw those bonds away. You remember that. Um, so I think it's, it's in the writing. It's a smart way to introduce a new group of people, but also, um, kind of remind Michonne, kind of get her to a point where she has to, you know, remind me because it's easy to think about all the, all the fights that they've had now, whatever has happened recently, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a cool way to end the writing to get her to, to kind of, you know, maybe you think to yourself, you know, maybe it's time to, 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 to come together as a group, you know, again, you know, maybe it's time. And and all this division that we've had, it's enough of it. It's it's enough. Carl wanted us together. Rick wanted us all together. It's like, you know, people died, you know, wanting this to happen. You know, this is like a reminder to her that it matters. You know, we need to do this. Yeah. Yep, yep. And it, so after this, she lets them, it, it looks like she lets them keep their weapons. So... Yeah, you know, they're kind of yeah. you know they they all kind of gather up, they head out, um, and mm-hmm. Sadiq and her continue the conversation about uh, about Maggie, and this is where she says, you know, no, Maggie's been gone, um, and Michonne asked where, and she said, well, she went she went with Georgie, um, she needed help setting up another settlement, uh, so it, it it just sounds like. You know, because she took she took uh, Herschel and and left to go help help them set up another settlement. So it just sounds like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Georgie, you know, their whole thing is to kind of rebuild civilization and kind of put things back. And so, uh, since she saw what Maggie was able to do, come in, you know, I mean that you know the hilltop wasn't her, for lack of a better term, her her you know home. You know, she, right. she didn't she didn't start there. She she kind of came through there and and ended up taking over and, and letting it and made it better yeah, and letting it thrive. And so I think, you know, again, uh, Georgie saw that talent and, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> in the story world, not in the real world, I uh, was able to convince right. her that she could, uh, she could do this for another community, come in and help them kind of get, mm-hmm. get set up and situated. And so Michonne says, you know, she's still not, she's still not going back. You know, she'll take them, you know, to, to, to the midpoint and she would she would head back, and Sadiq is trying to convince her to to go all the way. Like, hey, just come, you know, come with us. And she's like, oh, I'm, I promised Judith that I would see them, you know, get get them and keep them safe, and I've done that, and now I'm I'm going back home. Um, and just at that moment, we see Pony Boy rides up on his horse, and uh, see Thomas Howell and tells uh, and tells him, you know, we have one of yours. Uh, Resided. Soul Man too. Uh, Not just Pony. He's also Soul Man. Don't that's forget. true. That's true. <laughs> Rusty and and Red Dawn. Yes. Did you watch Don't enough of uh, Talking Dead to see the story behind that? Behind what? His appearance. No, uh-uh. So Cudless and him are old horse riding buddies there around in the Atlanta area, and he just called him up and said, "Hey." You want to do, it's just one scene. And he's like, do I die? He's like, no, I don't think so. He's like, if I don't die, I'll do it. That means I can come back. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, So, yeah, so they tell him about Rosita and the fact that she's, she's back at, uh, at there. uh, And 
So they were she they were messengers, right? They were good. They were supposed to go to Alexandria and tell Michonne that hey, they have Rosita, and you know she's in the infirmary, but she's okay. And so then Rosita tells them, you know, go ahead and tell them Michonne and the others are safe at at, at Hilltop. So Michonne decides she's gonna uh, she's gonna <laughs> ride on. Um, we are Hilltop. Yes. So then we cut back to the to the Hilltop, and Daryl and Carol and Henry show up, and. Jesus meets him and Carol says, you know, hey, Henry's showing an interest in, you know, the blacksmithing. And mm-hmm. Jesus is like, yeah, I think we can get this set up. And then they ask Aaron what he's doing there. Uh, and then, they, you know, they mentioned the whole thing about Rosita <laughs> and that. Uh, uh, this is TV convenience yeah, where yeah. everybody meets yeah. up together. But, but this I don't was care. a cool it's scene. Like, cool it just, you know, the music yeah. starts to kind of come in a little bit. And it's like, OK, yeah. uh, you know, you talk about Eugene still being out there. And like, you know, Jesus tells yeah. Tara, well, you know. I, I can get the band back. Yeah, again. I can help him. You know, Daryl's like, well, you know, hey, you're you're a good tracker. We could use your help. And again, there there was at a point where there was quite a bit of bad bad blood between Eugene and, mm-hmm. and Daryl. But he's like, uh, I think that you know that Daryl's in the zone when he's you know kind of being the tracker and stuff. So he don't even question it. He just, yeah, he's like, he yeah, just yeah. Goes, it, there it was goes. a piece of dialogue here that kind of made me tilt my head a little bit was when they talked about Rosita. They didn't initially say Rosita. They said, we have one of yours here. So that just speaks further to whatever this division is between Hilltop and Alexandria. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they mentioned her name like a, like a, you know, after the next exchange of conversation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just thought that was kind of strange. No, I, I took that the same way at first, too. I was like, yeah. oh, they're kind of being a little clinical about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but, but it was really – but the way this, this episode ended, I, I mentioned it earlier, but, you know, it's like uh, Jesus talks to Tara because Tara was going to go and he's like, well, I can go with. And she's like, okay, fine. If you're going to go, then I'm going to stay. And he said the next – and she's like, the next time there's a problem with a kazoo and he's like, yes, I'll handle it. I'll handle it. I promise. Uh, so he's he's like I get it like you're you're right yes um, it's it's my place is going to be here but he's also being the Captain Kirk and he's like I'm going on the away mission like I'm not I'm not staying behind uh, even even though I should but now, now they have a music teacher to teach that kid how to play that's the right kazoo. that's right um, uh, so here it was just cool they all they all kind of mount up, and then we get that – I call it a crane shot. I'm sure it's just like a drone shot nowadays. I'm sure they probably don't get a crane or a, a plane. To, but just the way that they kind of go from inside the hilltop – this is like the opposite of the shot earlier where they went from the outside in. Now they go from the inside out, and they follow – it's just like they're a caravan, and they're on a mission, mm-hmm. and it, was, it felt like a western. You know, it everybody did. mounts it up, did. and the music's swelling, and we get that overhead Mount shot. Regulator. Yeah. And it's just cool to see how – you know, the, uh, the hilltop is thriving. It's, you know, we see the huge fields of crops and, and everything else, um, and everybody takes off. So I, I thought it was a fantastic ending to an episode. Uh, Where's the warranty? Cut it Yeah, in. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I you know, the, there were parts of this episode I thought were just okay, uh, and then there were things like that that I saw at the end that were like, yeah, that was very well done, very well done. It was, it, it was I mean, it it was an episode where they were taking care of business, meaning they had to, there were certain storylines they had to move along, to, you know, to get characters in certain places. But I, I didn't find myself going, oh, this is boring. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I don't want to watch this. I agree. It was just, I like that. 
So before we get into Buster ratings, would anybody would like to uh, give us a word from our sponsor? DCBService.com. What is this website, you may ask? Well, let me tell you, as I tell you every week. Holidays are coming up, my friends. Thanksgiving is next week. Okay? This Thanksgiving week. is next week, and then... Uh, oh, you're right, it is this week. Oh, and no. then we got, like, we got like four weeks till Christmas, and Hanukkah, oh, and Kwanzaa, God. and Festivus, and all those gift-giving holidays. Oh. You, you need gifts for your geeky friends. Yes, people, who read, people who read graphic novels, or people who collect toys, or people who play D&D or other role-playing games, or people who like cool clothes, or people who collect statues, or people who like it, just like a good deal on geeky stuff. My friends, DCB Service is the place to go. Let me tell you why. Not only are you dealing with a small mom-and-pop company, you're not dealing with a giant uh, um, monolithic corporation that wants to buy all of Long Island City, as I heard this week. Oh, they bought us. That's by my job. That's they what I heard. Us. OCP is real. OCP <laughs> is real. Uh, you can save 30, 40, 50, sometimes 60% off stuff. Not 60%. Yes. Look <sighs> at their specials if you don't believe me. Um, off, 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 off graphic novels, off collected editions, off you know single comic books, off uh, action figures, statues, uh, geeky clothes, uh, collectibles, and gaming supplies which is also cool for me because I'm a bit of a gamer, as you guys well know. Um, you can go there right now and save a ton of money and get all your shopping done and have it sent to you in a pristine condition, which your, you know, your uh, collector friends who like to have things in pristine condition will really appreciate. I know uh, our friend Russ here is, is in that camp. Indeed. He loves it when he gets stuff look, looking library fresh. And they are the people to do it. And again, you're you're not giving your money to a corporation that will someday own you and send you sell you into slavery to mine an asteroid somewhere. <laughs> um, you are you're helping on a small business, and they are giving you the service that you deserve and uh, the the quality and the selection that you want. You know, Star Wars, Star Trek, DC, Marvel, Image, uh, Dark Horse, uh, all you know, all the comics. All the properties, all the franchises. Um, I'm looking at a really cool World of Warcraft loot bag here. It's 20% off. That'd be a nice backpack gift for somebody. Uh, you know, Doctor Who, Star Trek. We have the Aquaman movie stuff coming out. Aquaman's going to hit theaters pretty soon here. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're down with that, if you're down with the Overwatch, we've got stuff there. So it's not only like RPG gaming, it's also video gaming stuff. But it's all kinds of cool stuff. It would literally take you hours to see everything on their website but do it. Take a look. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, if you're a fan. Uh, they're offering the first issue of the new comic for 50% off, not only $1.99. That's it's a great deal if you're a Buffy fan. Um, Marvel Action Black Panther. There are new, there's a new Black Panther series starting. That's also number one for $1.99. Uh, if you like the movie and you want to get on the ground floor on a cool Black Panther story, do that. Um, all DC and Marvel hardcovers and trade papers are 50% off. That's half price, people. You can't do any better than that. That's cheaper than Amazon. That's cheaper than Barney Rubble, or Barnes & Noble, I mean. Um, <laughs> you can't do any better than that. And again, you're, you're dealing with good people who will treat you right and, and uh, respect and appreciate your business. So by all means, go to dcbservice.com or their, uh, their sister site, instocktrades.com. Take a look around. See what, they, see what you like. See what you want to get for your, uh, your friends and your frenemies and everyone else on your Christmas list. 
or your Kwanzaa list or your Hanukkah list or whatever you tend to celebrate this time of year and get that shopping done, man, and get it off your shoulders. You don't have to worry about it anymore. You got them a great gift at a great price, and you got them something cool that they will cherish always. And the nice thing about InStockTrades.com is if you spend 50 or more dollars, it's free shipping. So Right, and it's easy to spend $50. Let me oh. <laughs> it's a little too easy if you ask me. And it's right there in the name, DCB Service. They be service. You cannot get better customer service than what That's they true. have. That's true. That's very true. Um, again, you know, instead of dealing with a nameless, traceless, uh, giant box corporation, you're dealing with a small business who wants your business and will work hard to keep your business. So by all means, DCBService.com. And we thank them for their continued support of the Walking Dead TV podcast. Excellent. <clears throat> All right, so before we get into the audience busters, uh, what did we think? So, Richard, uh, as as you're feeling a little under the weather, I'll let you go first this week. Yeah, I'm going to give my rating, and then I'm going to jet because I need to go lay down. Um, so I, I really, really enjoyed this episode. I've really enjoyed this time jump. You know, I was really kind of worried that it would be a mess and everything else, and so far it's been good. And I have to say that I was really impressed with the uh, – direction in this episode i thought a lot of the cinematography was great um i i am enjoying like all these mystery bits that we're getting i just would like to have a few more clues i'm hoping we get that next week but i'm guessing that next week's just going to be all out crazy nuts um i just have a feeling but um you know everything from the i mean you put carol and daryl on screen together that's chemistry right there i mean i could just watch a whole episode of those two because they just they they just set the screen on fire with their acting. They're just great. Um, I, I, I like the Jesus, you know, reluctant to be the leader thing going on, but still doing it. Um, uh, pretty much the whole episode was just really, really good. Um, I'd say I'd give it four and a half busters out of five. Cause yeah, it was that good. And I just have to add one thing, and that is if dog dies, we ride. <laughs> Daryl Taylor. Uh, yeah, I, I had a good time with this episode. Um, I do like the use of characters that, you know, they really didn't have use before. Um, you know, I'm, I'm liking how they kind of, you know, finding places for them. Um, and doing different things, and uh, you know, I, I understand people wanting to to get information. Um, it can be annoying when you you know they allude to things, but you don't you don't get the full information yet. But I, it, it, so far for me, I I've just been you know enjoying the ride. You know, I know they will give us the information probably in the other half of the season. We'll get it eventually. Um, but I'm just enjoying seeing these characters, you know, grow. Um, and, uh, so I, I would have to give this, uh, four out of five. I mean, I didn't, there wasn't a problem with it. There was no problem. It just nothing major, major happened, but I mean, it did, it still was a good episode and it, and it moved things, uh, along. Cool. Jim? Uh, I give it a four out of five. It was solid. I, I, you know how I feel about Carol and having her and Daryl hang out and kind of reunite was great. 
I am not I am not in a hurry to find out what happened during the time jump. I like the mystery of it. I like being able you know, a little bit by bit being told what happened. Uh, I kind of like that. I mean, it's, it seems like a little more natural storytelling than, you know, someone, well, I remember that time four years ago when we got these X scars and blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. it just seemed, it seems like good storytelling. And, um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. And it's, uh, I give it a four out of five. Uh, we also heard from Aaron, by the way, who is busy again. Um, he wrote in though with his uh, his Buster rating. Uh, hey, dude, sorry to miss out again, but I should be able to make next week's mid season finale episode. We'll see, Aaron. We'll yeah, see. we'll see. He's off watching that new Spider Man. Say he's know, he's in uh, he's in a different to the Spider Verse. Right yeah, yes, yeah. Miles Morales. Uh, I like Stradivarius. There are too many issues I found in the transition out of Rick Grimes' era in last week episode. Last week's episode, but this week hit me in the right way. With more focus on characters we are invested in, the show had time to delve into the drama that mattered. I don't dislike the new characters, but providing more for Michonne to do in a manner that happens to involve them was a good way to go. Elsewhere, I appreciated how Daryl and Carol were being explored. Even if stupid Henry keeps finding ways to mess up, Uh, Tara and Jesus are just as dull this week as they were when they were paired together last season, but Jesus and Aaron is more fun. And, of course, the lack of Negan and Judith uh, shot this episode much higher in regard for me. Looking forward to where things go before the winter break next week. Three and a half busters. And as a sidebar, I just want to say, if you read uh, Aaron's review of this episode, of last week's episode, he is not enjoying the Judith Grime character very, Grimes character very much. Wow. I'm kind yeah. of... I like it. But, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think most other people do. I mean, he's kind of swimming against the tide on that one. But yeah. hey, he's, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Indeed. Uh, I will give it a four. I think Jim, I pretty much echo everything that you said in in your review. I'm fine with letting this mystery play out some. I think there's enough stuff going on just to get us acclimated to the time jump that uh, saving some of this for either later this season, uh, towards the end of the season, even really into next season, uh, you know, as long as they keep telling good stories and things, you know, keep getting interesting and they keep advancing. Uh, you know, the plot and opening things up and getting, like I said, giving these other actors and characters a chance to shine a little bit, you know, since the spotlight's mm-hmm. kind of changed, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. So that's where I sit. Um, well, really quick, I'm fixing the jet, but, um, I just had a thought. What if to boost ratings, they're actually doing a crossover mashup thing? And when she was looking, the deaf lady was looking into the woods. She actually thought she saw something because it's Predator. Y'all have right. a good night. And with that, yeah. good night, Rich. <laughs> it's I hope time you feel for better, buddy. Nap, nap. I think that flu medicine is uh, starting yeah. to take your brain, buddy. Uh, yeah, it's time to go night, night. Good night, night, buddy. We'll talk yeah. to you next week. Get better. Uh, go night, Kids, night. this is why you don't NyQuil in podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't NyQuil in podcast. So You're true. absolutely great. See, uh, coughing, sneak, sneezing, stuffy head. How the hell did I wake up on my bathroom floor, medicine? Exactly. <laughs> Don't do it, kids. But who cares what we think? Right? That's right. right we have an awesome Facebook group uh, <laughs> that has plenty, plenty to say about The Walking Dead. Yeah. Facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast. Mr. Dietz, take it away. Boom. Uh, we start off with Scott Homan this week. 4.5 Mysterious X Scars out of 5. I don't have too much to say about this episode, but I really enjoyed it. I love the I Am Legend feel of Daryl and his new dog. Uh, DeRay Irvin, 5 Cudlets is a wonderful director's out of 5. Uh, very well done. I've, I'm interested in where the story is going. Uh, Mike Jones, uh, 4 Pet Dogs out of 5. 
other than the musical part of the beginning, this felt like a 1990s music video, solid episode. Uh, I was hoping for more whispers since last week ended so focused on them. The two horse guards from Hilltop seemed really poorly acted. Felt like something off a of Planet of the Apes TV show. Mm-mm. Wow, see, Thomas Howell would take exception to that, I guess. Hey. Uh, no Judith was a plus. No Negan and no Whispers was a minus. Not as good as last week, but the midseason finale looked solid. Side note, Chub Toad was spot on with his strep throat analogy. Uh, Serge Mendoza dropped a gif of Legolas saying, you have my bow. Uh, and, and commenting straight out of Rivendell. Wait, 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 wait. Word. Somebody actually said that Rich's strep throat analogy worked. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that, Mike Jones. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, know about, about that either. one. This is, like, this is like when Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington told us he liked uh, was Bud Light Coors or something. Light. Coors Light. Yeah, I'm, we have to we have to uh, sadly disagree. I suppose we'll agree to disagree. We'll be agreeable, but but disagree. How about that? Uh, Katie Levesque, uh, four point seven five. Curious, creepy X marks out of five. So glad to see Daryl, Carol, and Michonne back in action. Cool new slingshot zombie kills. I think Michael Cudlitz should hang around and direct more episodes in the future. The show is getting intriguing to watch again. Side note, I've been listening to your podcast for years. Enjoy hearing what you guys have to say. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Well, thank you, Katie. That's so sweet. Thank you. And you you keep listening. We'll keep making them. Uh, Brent Jones, 2.75. Guess I'm the only one who didn't like it out of five. <laughs> it's not that I hated it. There's always one, right? It's not that I hated it or anything. It's back to being very well done. It's just kind of frustrating to have all these unanswered questions. Uh, where did the exes come from? Why do Maggie and Michonne now have beef? Why don't the communities get along after everything? That doesn't even make any sense. They got along fine, BRD, before Rick died. Uh, why is the hell? Why in the hell is Rosita with Gabriel? I know, I know, there has to be some unanswered questions to fuel the story and whatnot. I'm just so used to knowing our character's story that it's weird to have six years' worth of gap to fill in. It was different when it was a new character joining our crew, like when Michonne showed up. We already knew everything about our core group. She was a stranger. Now we have the stranger's aspect on top of four or five other mysteries. I'm glad Daryl is going to be more than a grunting, shooting superhero. He's the one we all know is best suited for this world, and more Carol is never bad. Uh, I'm still into it. They've kept me wanting to see what's next. I just need some damn answers that I feel they'll drag out until next season or something. LOL. Kim Pie. I feel that this was a long enough post to warrant that. <laughs> um, Mandy Dean, four slingshots out of five. I love the feel of the new characters give, but I have so many questions. Why were they keeping Maggie's departure from Michonne? Why wouldn't Maggie want her there anyway? The X-Cars? Are Jesus and Aaron more than a fight club? I just have so many questions. And if the dog dies, I riot. To which Robert Nagro said, ditto. I also riot. Uh, Johnny Store, 4.7. Hey, dog, I like your dog. Can I call it T-Dog out of five? <laughs> that would have been a hilarious shot. Oh, man. Uh, pretty good episode. I love how it was shot. The beef between Michonne and Maggie is so easy to figure out. Uh, Sanctuary failed. Maggie would not help them. Michonne got pissed at her for that because it was part of Rick's dream and she gave up on the dream, in my opinion. Uh, the Whispers are creepy, and I can't wait to see how they use walkers for weapons since they're already doing by using the same walkers to attack and move them to other areas. Uh, the show is fire again. Can't believe it's mid-season next week already. When was the last season you remember that was this good and felt like it happened this quick? I agree. Uh, Robert Nigro, four Neanderthal stories out of five. I feel a bit like Brent Jones does. A little frustrated by all the stuff I don't know over the last six years, but I can be patient for a a tiny while to see if we find that stuff out. 
I've been intrigued over the time how the time jump has attracted people and affected people in places I know. And by the bits of information we've been getting that have been filling in the six-year gap. Now we see Daryl has scars similar to Michonne. We know it was something bad from them trusting new people in the past. But what was it? I'm really regretful that I know plot lines from the comics that I never read. Uh, it would really... It would have been much, so much more satisfying to wonder why the walkers are talking and suddenly smarter. Uh, let's see. Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, marathon man himself. 4.75 Daryl and his canine belong in the video game Fallout 4 out of 5. Wow, great mind stick alike, Richard. You just should have called him dog meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, another great episode, but lost to 0.25 for the way Maggie was written out of the show. I love the new characters and think they fit in really well. And surely I wasn't the only one who was expecting Jesus and Aaron to start a passionate embrace. I've seen the preview for next week's midseason finale, and it looks amazing. P.S. Love the washing machine at the hilltop. Uh, work out while you're washing your clothes. Genius. Would really help with my marathon training. And uh, Mike Jones shouts out, yeah, dog meat. That was the name of the dog in Fallout 4. That was a great game, by the way. Uh, Fallout 76, I hear, not as good. <laughs> uh Nilo Jumai Stewart, uh, four X marks the spots out of five. It was a good episode, which was clearly for the purpose of setting up episode nine times 08. Uh, glad the Hilltop question has been answered, kinda. I uh, really enjoyed Carol and Daryl. The haircut was whack, though, pun intended. I uh, liked reconnecting with Jesus, even though I don't think his head will not be connected, even though I think his head will not be connected to his body much longer. Hmm. Um, the mystery surrounding what happened between the communities, Michonne and Maggie, the unfortunate backscores has me intrigued like crazy. I am so here for it. Still liking the new group. Luke is incredibly endearing. Uh, next week look, looks angsty and creepy. That's why I started watching the show. I am all in. Uh, Keiki uh, Nascimento, five murdered violins out of five. I'm sorry if I got your name wrong there, Keiki. Uh, give me a, give me a better uh, phonetic uh, um, pronunciation next week, and I'll get it right. I promise. Uh, just do the best I can. Uh, definitely definitely the best episode of the season. All the scenes were well-written. The conflicts and drama between the characters were well-constructed. And, of course, I love to see Michael Cudlitz as director. I love this feeling of what's going to happen next that the show is giving to us. Angela Kang definitely saved this show. I'm expecting great stuff next Sunday. Who's going to die? Okay, everybody. Let me have a sip of my beverage here. You got this yes. in just in time. Because as, when, mm-hmm. this yeah. is, as we recorded. Literally 53 minutes yeah. ago, as we recorded. Yeah, Kiyoshi Sawada got his, his uh, licks in. Need a little beverage to get me all ready for this. Exactly. Okay, we're going to try something different. New era, new format. Five secret sparring, sparring matches out of five. Daryl. So Daryl has a dog now. I like that he named it Dog. Simple. I call my brother's dog Dog 2. FYI, my bro's dog is named after Clementine. <laughs> I knew Daryl was looking for Rick's body. We don't let each other turn. That was a promise, right? Come on, man. I know you don't want to put your uh, put Henry in danger, but you're about to be Walker Chaw. It's not just about me. Henry is really smart to recognize that Carol was also bringing Henry for Daryl. Uh, Henry is saying he wants to go with the trackers. You're a blacksmith now. That means you stay behind in the field missions. Uh, Michonne, I get where Magna is coming from by going this long without a weapon. That would make me feel uneasy, too. We may only knew you wore a bad shirt, but just uh, just annoy Magna. Uh, but still, Bernie, we give you mercy. Uh, so does Michonne blame Maggie for Rick's death? Hmm, I hadn't thought of that. Jesus. Uh, so Jesus is running Farmville. I mean, Hilltop. Nice shout out there. Uh, Maggie went with Georgie. Does she blame herself for Rick's death? After all, if Rick wasn't going to stop, he wouldn't have gotten himself wounded. Ah, uh, so Alexandra is the only village that's closed itself off, eh? Tara should be leader anyway. Other. 
Glad that it's familiar faces are discovering the whispers instead of random hilltoppers like Ken and Oscar. Uh, you knew I wasn't leaving, just like attention. Uh, ironically, though, I got overworked at school and acting class last week and forgot to give a buster. I hope this new way works for you, Mr. Deeds. If not, I can go back to the Roman numerals. Kempai. You can actually go anywhere you want to, buddy. I can, I can handle it. And if you would like to uh, also sound off, you know, next week is the, the grand finale for this half of the season. Uh, by all means, join the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group. It's uh, facebook.com slash group slash WDTV podcast. And let us know what you think about each episode. Because we would love to hear it. And I will read it in my rough but uh, manly voice. All right. So thanks, everybody, for uh, participating in the Facebook group and leaving your busters. Uh, when things are are flying uh, like a well-oiled machine, like they were tonight, we usually record on Monday nights. Uh, but not always. Uh, this season, I think we've been a little bit uneven, but uh, but we've, we've made it every week. Um, so th- th- this episode we recorded on Monday. Uh, I anticipate next episode we will record on Monday as well, but... Uh, if for some reason we we end up recording later, well, I'll I'll put something up there just in case somebody was like, well, I was going to do my busters, but um, you probably already recorded. Just to let you know. Um, so we appreciate that. Uh, Mike Jones, just as we were recording this, I, I kind of happened to to pay attention to the Facebook feed and put up a question for us to discuss. And uh, because I mm-hmm. caught it in time as we're recording, we figured, what the heck. Um, so this might be considered spoiler for the comic. So if you haven't caught up to where the whisperers enter the comic that you may consider this a spoiler, you may want to just, uh, uh, close it out for, for the podcast for, for this episode and, and, uh, pick it up later. Um, but if not, I'd, I'd consider this very minor spoilery to be honest with you. I don't think we're going to get into details of, uh, uh, of of too much from the comic because we don't know you know the, where the comic and the show at are at at this point are are fairly widely apart let's put it that way um, but I'll right. read what Mike says uh, he said maybe the podcast is session but just curious in next week's clip we see the herd just mulling about while Daryl and friends watch them the whispers can't control the walkers so is this the whole herd whispers uh, I think not from the first time we heard them but what else would keep the regular walkers in a pack like that. Um, so it's been a bit since I've read the whisperers arc in the comic. And I stopped very shortly after, after that uh, whole thing kind of came to a head. Um, mm-hmm. but my understanding of the whisperers is they have the ability because of the way they blend in. Um, and because the walkers are kind of mindless, they, they do have the ability to steer them and, you know, not outright control, but, kind of influence you know they they basically can absorb into a herd and kind of take control of the herd and kind of push them off in different directions like cows a lot like uh, cattle right, right and like when if other cattle get starts moving in a different direction they all start to go in the direction of you know the ones in front it's a, you know what people are like that too you ever notice uh, that a little bit if you if you, you ever been to a mall or something where you, you ever been start, to Comic Con? Yeah, like you start going in a different direction, people will go in that direction, and it's like that's happened. Like if it's a group of us together and we start going somewhere, other people will follow us, thinking it's we're going somewhere in you particular. You must know something I don't know. Yeah, so I'm gonna follow you. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the thought. That's yeah. that's exactly the thought. And then when they realized, no, we were just going. I was just going to pee, to man. Like, what's with this? Yeah, we're going to pee or to the food court. What are you following us for? We don't know you. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Because they go on instinct, right? They said that they go. They're down to just instincts, the way that the uh, the walkers are now. They they just they're like animal, you know, like they're no brain or anything, but but they're they just go by. Uh, and the and the TV show could deviate. So I mean, they could yeah. maybe make it a little more overt in the show than they did in the comics. But my recollection of the comics is they did have the ability to kind of influence the direction of, you know, kind of for lack of a better lack of a better term, control the herd, unless. Unless you guys yeah. remember differently than I remember. No, nah, from what I remember, yeah, it's the same way where they would slowly move them in directions they wanted them to go. Um, yeah, and they would follow. And, and you know, they don't know any better. They just they just go in the they go in the herds that you know yeah. they're they're thrown into. As long as they don't smell a person. Yeah. Um, they will follow. They will follow other walkers, you know, and not attack. And they can kind of come in and come out because they kind of stay in that whole getup, you know. So they, right. you know, they could kind of right. peel off and and go back to their to their mm-hmm. deal. So, you know, who knows how it's going to play out ultimately in the show? But but yeah. Mm-hmm. So my, like I said, this doesn't seem if they end up kind of steering things and and pushing these herds or or groups of walkers or whatever it is into different areas. That doesn't seem out of line with what I recall from the comics. Yeah, not to me either. I will have to catch up while we have that little I, yeah, hiatus. Yeah, I'm going to do it too because I think I'm going to go back and I think I'm going to pick up and reread after All, all Out War on because it hasn't been – I read All Out War not that long ago and, you know, after we did it for the show, we covered, we covered those those <laughs> trades. So I'm going to – I think I'm going to go back and try and catch up. I've got the trades sitting on my shelf. I just I, I just haven't had a chance to go back and kind of plow through them, so <laughs> – yeah, I just got them in a. Uh, they had a sale recently, and I just bought those two trades. That kind of. I plan out. on taking the last two weeks of the year off of work, so I'll have some time to do Ooh. some reading. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you got some Nightfall to be reading too. Yes, I do. I do. I definitely do. So do I. I got um. Excellent. So, Mike, I hope that answers your question. Um, I'm I'm guessing that maybe the introduction of Daryl's dog has kind of helped taking the sting away from Rick's leaving for you because I know you're a big dog guy. So uh, hopefully, hopefully you're kind of back on board with the show, my friend. Um, but that's about does it for this week. Before we sign off, uh, you can check out Aaron's reviews of the podcast, like we mentioned earlier, at WeLiveEntertainment.com, um, where Aaron not only does his Walking Dead reviews, but uh, various movie reviews and uh, he should be back next week for the finale so that's one of those if it's one of those if i think if we could push one or two days one way or the other to get us all on for something big like the the mid-season finale we'll probably do so but um but hopefully everybody lines up and we record next monday in which case we'll post the podcast probably sometime tuesday late afternoonish, um, more than more than likely um and you can follow Chub Toad on the Twitters at ChubToad01. Um, and Jim, where can folks find you on the internets? You can follow me on Twitter at Yoda Jones. You can catch me on the Taylor Network of Podcasts every week on Nothing's On with Daryl and Donnie. 
uh, where we cover all kinds of TV and movie news and watch a whole bunch of TV and movies so you don't have to. And you can catch me on oldmagicgaming.com. Every Friday we put out a live D&D uh, played, uh, live play podcast with um, sound effects and music, background music and uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Voice modulation kind of turned into more of a radio play than just your standard uh, D&D thing. And we're going to be doing a lot more uh, twitching uh, lately. We're going to be doing uh, more uh, live streaming on Twitch channel. That channel is also Yoda Jones, so if you want to go ahead and favorite me on Twitch, every time we're on, you'll be able to see that we are broadcasting. So check that out. I'm probably going to be doing some Red Dead Redemption over the holiday there on that channel. Mr. Taylor? Uh, Yeah, you can follow me on uh, the Twitter machines at The Voice123. And, of course, I'm on uh, Facebooks, if people still use that. Uh, Daryl Taylor, of course, and you can catch me outside. <laughs> catch his hands, <laughs> uh, and you can find me here at hhwlod.com as well as on Gotham by Geeks, as Mister Taylor mentioned. Um, so, thanks everyone for listening. If you want to send us an email, if you don't do the Facebooks, I don't blame you. Um, you could send it to wdtv at hhwlod.com. We'd be happy to uh, read it on the air. Um, or if it's not fit for the airwaves, we would be happy to respond to any questions or inquiries you have. Um, so thanks again, everybody. Until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, Jesus puns, they never get old. <clears throat> or do they? Oh, I don't know. And enjoy your Thanksgiving, yeah, everybody. Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll see you next week. Well, we won't see you. You'll hear us. Yeah, right. <laughs>